Thank you for tuning in to the Founder and Force Multiplier podcast. We are so stoked to have launched our dynamic community for both founders and force multipliers. Join our community for free and upgrade to our premium membership to gain elevated networking opportunities, exclusive events with distinguished guest speakers, access to our courses and on-demand training, and so much more. Linked in the show notes, you'll find access to our community. And don't forget, we're currently running a 50% off promo on all premium memberships. Founders, leaders, and force multipliers, we are there, baby. We're almost to the finish line. You're looking out. It's your last lap. You can see the finish line. How strong are we going to close this year? We need to close it out with a bang. And on today's episode, we are going to touch base on the FFM leadership tips on how to really maximize your Q4 strategies to not only have a pulse on your business today, but also have an impactful future outlook going into next year. Let's first set a little bit of the foundation. We're focused on Q4 right now and business planning. But this is not a Q4 only activity. This is an ongoing activity throughout your business practices. And I think that's very important to clarify. Quarterly planning focused on funneling down long-term priorities into focused goals. It's the cycle of life. Well, in business it is. (laughs) But technically, think about this, right? You establish your priorities and you set SMART goals. You have monthly tracking of targets, metrics, trends, risks, etc. You have quarterly business reviews that track progress, right? Micro and macro trends may shift original targets and goals, keeping them quite, I would say, fluid. You think about it, this strategic look on your business is technically what I call the original agile methodology. We love our technology partners, wink, wink, but I got to throw a little bone to our strategists out there because really that agility of keeping a pulse on your business, understanding when things are working and are not working, how to call an audible and make the appropriate pivots and focusing your business reviews, think about them, focusing on current state, yes, metrics, trends, but also having a vision on future goals and priorities because Your trickle-down goals, whether it be quarterly, monthly, weekly, as far down as you take them down to hit your ultimate North Star, really all is driving towards your future goals. That's why strategy is the original agile methodology. And I'm open for a challenge. And if anybody wants to challenge me, come talk to me. At Founder and Force Multiplier, if you've been following us or following our great co-founders, Adam Hergen-Rother and Hallie Warner, who have another podcast called Business Meets Spirituality, we really talk about the integration of work and life. So many of the principles that we're going to talk about today apply not only to your professional side, but also your personal development, which is so important in the broader scheme of creating a holistic lifestyle. Let's set some rules of wisdom. We want everybody to succeed. And these rules of wisdom apply to pretty much any industry, any business. Think about your cadence. How often do you measure your KPIs, key performance indicators, your KRIs, key risk indicators? 
What detective controls do you have in place to alleviate or manage, right, future breaks? Um, these are such important topics to talk about, that consistency, that pulse on the business. And the reason being consistent is important is because if you set goals at your end and you don't really check in that often and you have like maybe a couple checks a year, you may be missing on key important trends that are happening, whether it be in your business from a micro perspective or be from a macro, either economic, industry specific, maybe regional specific um, challenges. And it is very important to keep the pulse on that and understand your competitive landscape, understand what you're measuring and doesn't make sense to measure based on what's happening, right, in our macro and micro environments. Um, that consistency is so important. Not only is that consistency important, and we sort of touched on this a little bit before, but roughly spending 20% reviewing your performance, 80% take that time to focus on forward-looking goals because your micro goals are set based on your long-term goals. And having that connectivity and ensuring that you are not steering away or certain lines of business are not steering away from the ultimate goal will ensure that the stickiness and the consistency within the business is ultimately heading the right way. Force multipliers play a great role in this because they kind of hover and look at the horizon and really bring together all the metrics that are measured and trends and the pulse on the business to ensure that we are sort of hitting that ultimate North Star. Reflecting is so critical. And this goes, of course, personal or professional. This is ongoing. Create the avenues for continuous learning and falling forward. Be real. Be consistent. It is so critical to understand who your competitors are and be truthful. Sometimes you have competitors that are doing it better, that are hitting the niche market that you're trying to hit and being real about when you're winning and when you're not is so critical for future success. Look, the reason, the cadence, the consistency, the looking at today, but also keeping a pulse on tomorrow, understanding macro impacts, the reason all th these things are important more than ever is because we are in a very fast-paced digital environment. Knowledge that used to be held with certain roles or lines of business or industries are widespread. Um, ability, the digital age has provided automation and ability to pivot at a fast pace more than ever. And that is why it is so important to have a pulse on the business at all times, understand the surrounding environments. And also, I think the biggest piece is acceptance, accepting the outcome, because then that allows for calling the pivot, the audibles, the reset to goals and targets. You don't want to wait six months, a year down the road and try to reset targets because you know, there are some um, outside factors impacting your business or even internal factors, right? You want to make sure you have a pulse on it at all times and be agile in your strategy, in your thinking, in your transformation, in your leadership. All these things are super critical. Now that we've set a little bit of the stage, we're going to dive into what the FFM leadership 
follows as the guide, the high-level guide for optimizing Q4 strategies. Hallie Warner, the co-author and co-founder of Founder and Force Multiplier, laid this out really well in our blog post a couple weeks ago. And I'm going to share um, some of her tidbits and the top 10 um, strategies for Q4. Strategy number one, goal setting and planning. These two activities, as Hallie and Adam say, go hand in hand. They really do. The business planning stems, right, from the goal setting. It is all a funnel. And we've talked about this before. Setting your top priorities. From your priorities, creating smart goals. From your smart goals, creating the KPIs, the metrics that are required to measure whether or not you are achieving or going towards achieving your goals, right? All these factors matter so much. She has questions that she listed out for all of us to sort of think through that really help us jog the importance of both professional and personal goal setting and planning, right? She says in there, what do you and your team or company want to accomplish in the year ahead? Write it down. That's how your goals are going to be set up. What do you want to accomplish in your career? So many times we miss on this opportunity to really think about thyself, right? To think about our career aspirations and what we want out of it. Set the want before setting your actions and goals, just like for your business. It is so important. Um, do you have a specific promotion, right? Or a specific compensation in mind? And how will you achieve that in the following year? Setting micro goals to achieve your ultimate targets, both personally and professionally, is what's going to help you get there, right? Like I think I've read in multiple books and publications and quotes, but taking the first step is so important, right? Putting, planting the seeds, the small seeds today will ultimately flourish and grow into the goals that you're wanting, right? And that is so critical, how do you and your team's goals contribute to the company's overall goals, right? So key. And we talked about this in the Force Multiplier podcast. Force Multipliers out there who are hearing me, this is what you do best, right? If you are working in a uh, matrixed uh, organization with multiple lines of business, right? It is difficult. It is a challenge. Look, we've all been there, even in Fortune 500 companies, and we are not on the same page. We have silos. We're all on our track. We're following goals. But if the goals don't all ultimately lead to the one goal for the company, then there's disparities and conflicts of interest and competing priorities and so on, right? And force multipliers really bring their biggest value in this space. Um, and I think this is such an important first step to take. All this trickles down into tip number two, which is setting weekly execution goals. Um, this is such a great asset that the founder and force multiplier team has really even taught me because it helps me stay accountable. It helps the team stay accountable. It helps you place goals, not only like don't set your weekly execution goals just for your professional career, for your personal um, goals, for your side hustles, because everything adds up. 
there is so much time, right, in a day and a week and a month. And having everything laid out in one place really helps you see the big picture and helps you accomplish more. Look, when we have this reality of what all we have to do, it helps sort of alleviate that anxiety of feeling overwhelmed or running into uh, multitudes of competing, I guess, goals from your personal, professional side hustles, right? Like all this happens. Like, you know, th there's a life outside of work and there's a life, um, you know, that you're trying to create that may be, you know, different from your career and maybe a passion. And there's so many things that go into it. In the Founder and Force Multiplier uh, website, even in our community, they're all linked below. And we have a lot of great free resources. The weekly execution template is something that we really strive by. Download our template, check it out. It is really an awesome tool to help stay on track and really bring down your ultimate goals into uh, weekly actionable goals that help you execute sort of on those long term. And really resetting that right now in the fourth quarter helps you set up to be successful, go forward, right? That is, look, you can't go backwards, right? And we can, we can think about the future. You're living in the present. And it's so important to maximize and optimize your present to create the future that you want. And I know things are not perfect sometimes. And you have, you know, a wrench that's thrown in. But that's why keeping that continuous pulse is important because, look, all we can do, right, is control what we can control. You can't control outside factors. Maybe you can't control certain things that's happening around you. But you can control your actions, your goals you set, and how to get towards it. And sometimes it's not so easy, but I always tell individuals who come to me and they're like, look, it's not as easy as it said. So true. So true. Yes, it is not as easy at times, but we got to give ourselves a fighting chance. We're not dismissing the fact that sometimes things are challenging and we have to deal with emotions. We are giving ourselves a fighting chance to move forward, to fall forward, and to create the opportunities for success. Strategy number four is one of my new favorites. How many of us, put yourself in this scenario, I know we've all been there, how many of us have gone meeting to meeting, not had lunch, not had a break, just boom, 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 boom. And then you try to do things like set your meeting for 45 minutes. Um, so you have 15 minutes before the next meeting. Or if it's a 30 minute meeting, set it to 20 minutes, right? And we sort of fall. <laughs> we try, we try real good. And then we fall back into our routines and it's really hard to keep up. Um, being really methodical about your calendar is so important, especially at your end. Really think about your calendar, review it, right? What meetings do you have on there that are recurring that are not necessary? right? Um, are there meetings that you're part of where you're not really actively playing a role and maybe it's not as valuable to you and you can delegate as a leader, or even as a force multiplier, right? Um, these are very critical. Are there meetings that are an hour long that could be really 30 minute meetings, right? Create that space in your calendar. And I think, you know, Hallie 
really taught me this and it's it's really resonated with me and I've spoken about it in Mondays with Manal. But putting everything on your calendar, placeholders matter. They matter so much. Put everything, your vacations, your holidays, your, your um, dependents and, you know, their activities, um, whatever, whatever it is, as small as it is, your kids' shots, uh, field trips, um, taking uh, an elderly to a um, doctor's visit. If you already have all those scheduled, put them on the calendar. Put placeholders for when you know that you need to go, right? Because now you have a view into what time you have available so you can prioritize appropriately. These things are very important, right? So put those placeholders in first. Then go in and put the things that you consider non-negotiable. And there are things that are non-negotiable, right? Like having your quarterly business reviews, um, one-on-one meetings, right? Um, things that matter to you that are very important that you know are reoccurring and they're non-negotiable. And then sort of trickle it down to activities or actions that you need to take that take time. Put everything on your calendar. Everything is time. Time is valuable. Time is so valuable, right? And putting it on your calendar helps you block tasks. The whole notion of multitasking is not so cool. (laughs) It's not so cool because if you have 10 things to do and you're thinking about them from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., right? That one hour, you got nothing accomplished. If you had 10 things to do and you broke them down into increments of how long they will take you throughout the day and blocked your calendar, even if you're the only person on that task, and you focus on it for, let's say, the 30 minutes, you will get more done in the hour than you would have having sort of that overwhelming, that gray, that anxiety that so much needs to be done, right? And we're not perfect. I'm not perfect either. So many times we've been in that situation. And sometimes you have a perfect calendar. And like I said before, a wrench gets thrown in and you, you know, you got to call an audible and change things around. But the more structure that you have and the more methodical you are with your time, the less, I guess, pressure it puts on you when things are a fire drill, right? Fire drills are supposed to be an exception at the norm. So if today you're listening to this and the fire drills are the norm, the, um, you know, uh, going back to back is the norm, um, being in meetings that are taking away time for you to do productive impactful, uh, meaningful work, then you really got to rethink these things. This is a great time during the holidays to reset, to rethink, to establish a go-forward approach. Um, Very critical. Tip number four, close the loop. Yes, baby. We got to close that loop. And we are talking about, again, personal and professional because your loops that stay open in your personal life because you're working real hard, end up creating so much anxiety, right? And vice versa, same thing. Really thinking about all the things that are left open, open ideas, open project, website that needs to be updated, um, you know, a dentist appointment that you were supposed to make, like me, my crown broke, I, I don't know how many weeks ago, and I still haven't gotten to it. This is definitely on my close the loop list, but put All the things that are there, mark them, personal, professional. Mark them by how much energy it takes, right? Um, Also mark whether or not you are supposed to be doing them. Maybe some of your open items should be contracted out, delegated out. Maybe it needs to be a partnership, right? Um, That'll help you set the stage for the following year 
again, you can't go backwards. So it's okay. If you weren't able to get your crown fixed the whole year this year, it's done. It's over, right? All you can do is be like, God, I got to get this crown done, but I also got to get my website up to date. Uh, I was supposed to, you know, um, have XYZ publication done and I didn't get it done. I really want to get it done in Q1. Jot them all down. What can you do? What can you not do? How can you delegate? Where do you need partnership? What can really be deprioritized for a long time? What needs to be brought back up, right? This is all part of your planning. It is so critical. And it is so critical to understand time because that is what's going to help you ultimately be the most productive self you could be. In step one, we sort of talked about business planning and we brought in, you know, personal planning and personal goals as well, right? But your personal goals sometimes get deprioritized. We, a lot of us deprioritize them based on, you know, our work priorities, our family priorities, and other things that are happening in our lives. What happens is the reason these goals kind of get deprioritized is because we don't put methodical um, growth plans in place. These are the learnings, the actions, the experience that's needed to hit those career stepping stones or goals that are needed. And ultimately, you know, this is usually the number one reason for burnout, right? Because you're so focused on maybe your career, you sort of forget to focus on yourself. And it's so critical, right? Because your internal contentment and fulfillment and your journey in life to get to that enlightened phase really all matters or boils down to how you are treating yourself, right? The time that you're creating for you to gain maybe a certain skill set, a knowledge base, an experience to get to the places you want to get to. And it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. Um, that's why, you know, a lot of people have burnout by the time, you know, they've hit maybe 30 or 40 and onwards or midlife crises, right? Because we do deprioritize ourselves. It is critical. Take a day to really think about yourself. Set those personal growth plans that align with your career and personal goals. And that'll help you start trickling towards your achievements um, more than before, right? Because when it's just an afterthought and there's not an actual methodical time and space created to hit those targets to get there, then most likely, right, it's not going to happen. And that's why it's so critical to understand time, to understand prioritization, to really understand what you need and don't need. And this really goes into our next tip, which is we all are so good at creating, right, the to-do list, right? What's your let-it-go list look like? Yes, we talked about it in meeting settings, but generally, what does your let it go list look like? Because there are things that we hold on to. Do they matter? I don't know. That's what you got to think about, right? I'll give you an example, a scenario. Um, when I was going back to do my MBA, I was about, I did it a little later in life, so I was almost 30. And we'll be real, I did have a little bit of a breakdown. <laughs> 
And um, I also had a newborn, a toddler. I was managing a large team at a big financial institution. And I was going back to do my MBA full time. So I really had to think about my life. That's the first time I really adopted um, let it go lists. There are things that don't matter that we hang on to. Um, some of our OCD habits, right? Like the dishes are not put away every night. Does that matter in the grand scheme of your priorities? Now, I'm not saying let your dishes go. All I'm saying is if it's taking the time and space for something that matters to you more, that is when you're going to create angst and anxiety and having sort of that, that gray area in your mind um, that subconsciously you're constantly thinking about because you're like, oh, my God, I had to do all these errands and tasks and, and work and so on. And I didn't do X, Y, and Z, which really mattered to me, right? Think about what matters. Write it. And I say write it down loosely, whatever it may be, however you manage um, all the things that you have to get done. But incorporate. The most important lesson is incorporating your personal and your work into one holistic view so you can understand time and space understand what you need to prioritize and what to let go, um, what to delegate, uh, and, and really think about your ROI. Think about your ROI. It's just like when in the Founder and Force Multiplier book, when Adam talks about um, so many you know business owners come to him or CEOs and they're like, Nad, I don't know. I, I'm busy doing X, Y, and Z and I'm really needing this. You know, I don't know what I need, but I can't get it done. And Adam most of the time chuckles and he's like, you need a force multiplier. Right? Because the 20% of your input creates 80% of your output. So think about your 20%. What is your 20%? Where is it spent? And do you need to let some things go? And look, I know we have behavioral traits that we hang on to and they're really hard to let go. But neuroscience, and if you study neuroscience, it's taught you that you can rewire your brain. That's why, um, you know, the 21 days to create a new habit and all that comes out because. If you stay consistent, I mean, it is it is crazy how the motherboard of your neurological brain just kind of rewires, right, into your new um, behaviors. And give yourself, give yourself that space. It is so important. It'll make your life so much better. And we are here talking from experience. And I want to reiterate. You know, experience comes from failing and falling and crashing and burning and like burn out, burn out like there's no tomorrow. And then you reflect, right? And you're like, well, what did I do that created this burnout? And then you, you know, fall forward. You have your lessons. And then sometimes, you know, we we teach them and we help others. Right. And this is why all this is so critical, because it comes from experiences. It comes from a dark place. It comes from talking to multitudes of individuals that got, have gone through different journeys in life, right? Everybody's journey is different. That's the other thing. We hang on. We hang on to these societal norms and timelines. And then we're so frustrated because we're like, by X age, I should have done this and that. And no, think about your journey. Think about where your goals are, where you need to be in your journey, whether it's a combined journey, right? With you know, your your company, your team, uh, your line of business, your family, jointly, right, holistically. Think about all these things because letting go really helps you create and achieve more, which ultimately leads or leads, I'm sorry, to 
more contentment and self-fulfillment and happiness, right? We don't want to push happiness out in perpetuity. We want to start with what really ignites us and create our plans around that. And I think that's the most important lesson here. One key tip uh, for teams, families, partnerships is really understanding how what your perceptions are of each other and what your personality traits are, right? These behavioral assessments that are out there really help. If you understand, as a think about force, let's talk about founders and force multipliers, right? Force multipliers understand their peer group, the leaders they impact, the leader they directly support, right? Because there's so many um, cross-functional teams that force multipliers support. Really understanding and sending out a 360 review to see the perceived uh, notion about yourself helps you course correct and understand what needs to be done in the following year to meet your goals, right? It is so critical. It also creates open communication, clear expectations, sharing, transparency, right? And trust with each other that, you know, sharing your assessments. Like, hey, you know, in the 360 review, it came back that, you know, a lot of individuals perceive me as X, Y, and Z when there's a conflict. That's really not my intention. And I probably should, you know, approach it differently because my intention is X, Y, and Z, right? Now you've created open communication. The person on the other side that didn't understand what you were intending understands now, right? And that is all about relationship building, team building, and going into the new year sort of with that strength really helps boil down to creating synergies, right? And coming together when things aren't going well and strategizing and creating avenues for idealization and driving um, new ways to do things, right? I mean, it's so critical. And it's also very critical in your personal life too. Like I I know we do this so commonly, especially in um, structured corporations, maybe not so much in startups. Uh, and, and it's so important everywhere, but it's also important in your personal life your relationships, um, your families, right? We don't take the time to really understand each other's behavioral traits and how we uh, approach different things in life. And understanding each other helps create uh, better communication, uh, more open and fluid um, you know, knowledge sharing and growing essentially together, right? These are all very critical. Uh, along those lines, not only know thyself, know thy team, know thy relationships, but also note down your wins. We too often, and as it should be, right? We too often focus on the things that didn't work so we can assess down to the root cause, um, put the actions needed to course correct, maybe put the metrics in place that help us eliminate or um, have detective controls in place to catch it early, right? And that helps us improve. Now, all that focus is great, but you also got to focus on what did work, right? What notable wins that you had, small or big, right? In your personal or professional life. Um, and that goes along with keeping yourself updated on LinkedIn, uh, your resumes, your job descriptions. And if you're at a place where you feel stagnant, and you don't have as many wins, or if you, you know, 
don't really have much of a change in your job, job description and you wanted a change, well, like I said before, you can't go backwards, right? But now it's a great time to reassess, reset targets, reset goals, um, see what worked, repeat what works, right? Maybe in different approaches or whatnot, but the core of what worked usually works in other areas um, and continue that. And I think, you know, all this is real important. And the last thing just to close out is, you know, really organizing and cleaning house. Take the time to sort of clear the clutter, clear the mind, make space for understanding the goals, the targets, and how to get there. Um, these things are so important. At the end of the day, that strategic build of your business um, and incorporating and infusing, you know, all aspects of your life into the targets that you want to hit will help you achieve more. Um, I want, you know, everyone to take as much from this as they can, but also apply what works for you in your life. We'd also love to hear um, other tips that work and best practices that work with everyone else out there because then it helps us, you know, also incorporate that into our lives. It's all about the power of the network, right? And how we, you know, IDIs together and learn from each other's challenges and close gaps and, um, you know, help support each other in the wins that we have. Uh, this is such a critical time. There's so much to be also thankful for um, during this time. I wish everybody a great year-end close and really go walking into next year with a focused, purposeful, methodical approach to your work, your professional, and your life, your personal life, the integration of you know success. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a review. It really helps us get the podcast out to the leaders and force multipliers who need it. As you know, we love to share in experiences and grow together. If you are interested in coming on to our podcast or have a guest referral, please email us at info at founderandforcemultiplier.com and all the information to reach us is linked below in the show notes. Thank you again and see you next week.